Welcome back, guys. Welcome to another episode of Motorsports Digest. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Gutsware, um, the one your, your one-stop shop for all your IndyCar diecast needs, Le Mans, Formula One. Uh, we want to give Tom a special shout out for sponsoring us, and you know, taking time out of his day to give us some things for the show and to help us out. Um, this past weekend, September 11th. Cameron and I were at Gas City Speedway for the salute to the first responders for it was a race for the lives lost of uh, for in 9-11. So we were at Gas City. It was my first ever dirt track race. It was unbelievable. My first time seeing sprint cars, midgets, you know, late model crates. It was fantastic. So I'm going to send it over to Cameron and let him uh, give some insight on some things that happened. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and start out with USAC, and then we'll go to USSA. Um, for USAC this past weekend, they actually had three races. Um, one of them was at Bloomington Speedway, and two of them were at Lincoln Park Speedway on the same night. Um, Bloomington Speedway did kind of the same thing. Um, they did a salute to the first responders and all the people that lost their lives on 9-11. Um, but there were a lot of people um, that came to this race uh, it was a uh, championship race um so i do believe that chris windham um came out on top at bloomington speedway um the whole race was really a battle between him and uh, cummins um i think around lap four or last four or five laps uh cummings just slid up the racetrack in turn four and Chris Windham just got right under him. He had a better bite on the bottom of the racetrack and than Cummings did, so just got right around him and he read the led the race led bleh, led the rest of that race and uh, came out on top. Um, Chris has only won there once before, um, so when he was on victory lane, uh, his speech was pretty pretty nice. Uh, he he was really happy to get his first career or his second career USAC win at Bloomington Speedway. Um, if you've ever been to Bloomington Speedway, you know that that racetrack is a tough racetrack. There is no fence around the entire thing. It's just it's just one dirt bowl, and it it is a fast racetrack too. So when you win there, or if you even finish the race there, it's it's a big accomplishment because a lot of people just go over the the side of it and go rolling down the backstretch. So you know it's just it's it's a pretty big accomplishment to to finish a race at Bloomington. I'm pretty scared to go there myself for my first time. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. <laughs> but um, moving on to uh, September uh, September 12th. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, September 12th. Um, where's my thing at? There it is, September 12th. So uh, Chase Stockton. Uh, won his first USAC Amsoil National Sprint Car feature of the 2020 season on Saturday night in the first feature. Um, if you've ever watched Chase Stockton, he's a good sprint car driver. Um, I, I'll be honest, I never really heard of him before this year, um, but this year he has put on an amazing performance overall in all of the sprint car races he's been in. I, I really have grown to like the guy. Um, for not knowing him too well, uh, he's just, he's a badass. I mean, he whips that thing around the racetrack like hey, it's nothing. He's just one of those guys that, you know, makes the whole thing look so e easy and harmless, you know. Um, 
And it's funny because I watched a video yesterday of, um, oh, what's his name? Levi Jones. Uh, Levi Jones used to race sprint cars for Tony Stewart. He used to race Silver Crown sprint cars and midgets for Tony Stewart a long time ago. And now he's the vice president of USAC. Um, but he was making a video and one of the questions was, you know, is it, is it scary to drive a race car? And he said, it's supposed to be scary. Like that's the whole right. point. It's not supposed to be, you know, if you're that, comfortable that, in a car, then something's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be scary, not only for the driver, but for the fans too. That's, that's the excitement of the racing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things that, that, uh, that Chase Stockton does. I mean, he, he makes it scary, but just fun at the same time. Um, but congratulations to him and Chris Wyndham. Um, Chris Wyndham won his second USAC win at Bloomington Speedway. Congratulations for that. Chase Stockton won his first 2020 race at Lincoln Park. Um, that's awesome. And then we've got one more feature that happened at Lincoln Park. Um, and Brady Bacon. Brady Bacon took took the lead and, and uh, just dominated the show. Um, he earned his series-leading fifth USAC Amsoil National Sprint Car victory. So he is leading in points right now um, for the USAC National Series. Um, Brady Bacon, if you're any type of familiar with um, sprint car racing, dirt sprint car racing, you know how Brady Bacon is. He's one of the most popular people in USAC. Um, he's just a hell of a driver. Puts on a good show for everybody. And he's always really respectful, too. He's, he's one of the nice guys um, that you talk to in the pits, you know. Um, but, yeah, he um, – yeah, he just – he said that we were pretty fortunate to be in the battle at all. Um, he said that they did have mistakes earlier in the year um, with the car and um, stuff like that. But near the end of the season, they really got the car running the way it should be. Um, and that's, that's what brought him – brought him to victory on Lincoln Park. That's what he said in his interview um, after the 30-lap feature. So so there's your three USAC uh, Sprint Car National winners uh, for this past weekend. Um, congratulations to all of them. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the smaller side of USAC, um, which is the USAC Midwestern Regional Midget Series. Um, I actually participated in this race um, with my Kenyan car, um, obviously my K car is probably about 20 horsepower less than these USAC midget race cars, but you know, we just, we went for, for practice and, and get, get more seat time on dirt. Um, as you heard at the beginning of the video, I took Cameron here with me. Um, yeah. he said that he had a hell of a time. Yeah, it was for, a blast. First time being at a dirt racetrack and you got to see dirt sprint cars and dirt midgets at the same time. That's, yeah, it, that's it awesome, was... wasn't it? It was definitely a, a sight to see. It was uh, Cameron invited me, and I uh, de I couldn't. I had a day off actually, so I couldn't not go. Um, I met up with him at Gas City Speedway, and it was phenomenal. Just the atmosphere of everybody being there, and uh, all the cars in the pits. You know, you, you look to one side, you have a car probably three feet away from you. You look to the right of you, another car three feet away, and it's not the same car as the one that you're driving. So you've got sprint cars, uh, like other midgets that are not the same as uh, the Kenyan cars. So it, it was it was a sight to see. 
It's very exciting. Yeah, it is. And um, uh, get getting to the race though, um, Jacob Denny, who races for Level Rest Racing, um, he took home the win that night. Um, if you're familiar with midget racing, you know who the Leffels are. Leffels are a very popular name in uh, midget racing. Uh, you got Aaron Leffel, who drives the number 11 car, and then you got Jacob Denny, who drives the 11T. Um, they always put on a good show. Um, but congratulations to Jacob. Um, I mean, he he was in front the whole time. Didn't didn't budge, didn't nothing. He he was all the way up front, and uh, he he held his ground and, and, and came out on top. Um, surprisingly, um, for me, I actually finished ninth out of 28 cars. Um, we, like I said, we weren't really like, we knew we weren't going to win the race, um, because these cars have about 20 more horsepower than I do, but that is a surprising finish for, I started 15th, moved all the way up to ninth and I, I just held my ground. I ran the bottom of the racetrack the whole night thought that if I made the track smaller, then maybe I would have a chance. So that's, that's exactly what I did. I just made the racetrack smaller for my car and everybody else ran the top. And I was just kind of going underneath them the whole time, just, just going around. And, uh, it was a fun time. I, I love racing. Yeah. It's what I do. I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. I, yeah. I couldn't get enough of it. Exactly. But, um, like I said, it was a good time. I, uh, proud of our finish. I'm glad that we got to learn a little bit, got some seat time. I uh, got to run against some some pretty nice people. Some pretty pretty good people. Yeah, there, so. there, were, there were some fast ones out there too. Oh yeah, um, there are a bunch of races coming up in the next like four or five weeks. But I will get to that at the end of the episode. So I'll send it over to Cameron. All right. So Formula One had a uh, not so exciting weekend at the. Uh, First race at Mugello in Formula One history. So, first race at Tuscan. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you the top three. Lewis Hamilton, you know, not a surprise that he didn't win, but he won. Or no, not a surprise that he won. So, he won uh, the first race at Mugello. Alex Albon scored his first podium in Formula One, so second place. Daniel Ricardo came home in third. Um, this is going to get pretty detailed because uh, a lot there was a lot that happened within the first couple of laps. So Max Verstappen and uh, Pierre Gasly's uh, Tuscan Grand Prix uh, only lasted two turns. <laughs> uh, they both. Uh, I'm trying to. So they were coming into the turn and they just wiped each other up. Completely took them out. Uh, Verstappen, having already suffered a power unit issue that saw him fall down uh, the order of the grid before getting punted off with Gasly, caught up in the incident as well. Verstappen then added that he should not have been put in that position. Um, So then... The safety car comes out. They do a rolling start, which normally that's that's normally what happens. But if it's a red flag, then they do a stop start uh, or a standing start. So then, safety car comes out. We saw a restart 
that will not be forgotten. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if Garrett would be able to put that in this episode or not. But uh, it was nuts. So they're they're coming down the front stretch and absolute chaos strike. We saw a car literally sideways, like going into somebody else. So uh, Carlos Sainz, Antonio Giovinazzi, uh, Kevin Magnuson, and Nicholas Latifi were all taken out of the race, thankfully without serious injury. Uh, Grosjean adds, uh, which in the video you can see or and here, uh, he's not very pleased. He's yelling to his team. He goes, does he want to kill us or what? Uh, he then added to the radio that uh, the accident was effing stupid. <laughs> Which, I, yeah, it was something. I, the back of the field was pedaling to the front whenever the front wasn't even going. So that bottled everything up. So it was like an accordion effect. Um, lap 39, Botas radio to the team. A safety car would be nice right now, which <laughs> it's kind of weird because four laps later, uh, Stroll appeared to suffer a tire issue, spinning into the barriers, uh, luckily without injury. And then, uh, after that, it was caution free with, uh, Lewis Hamilton coming to the win. So it, and watching the highlights for that race, it was – it wasn't – it's not going to be easy to forget for those that crashed out. But for those that made it out, uh, they're probably not going to want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that's Formula One. That's uh, all the news that they've got. Then – we had a double header September 12th and 13th in uh, mid Ohio for IndyCar. Um, that was some pretty damn good racing. Uh, Colton Herta looked absolutely phenomenal. He actually got his uh, second career win uh, and led the Andretti team to uh, podium sweep. So it was Colton. Colton Herta, Alexander Rossi, and Ryan Hunter Ray, I think for lap two or race two. Yeah, so race two. All right, so on lap, on lap two on race one, Pagano spun by clipping Rhinus VK's right rear. Uh, after that, race was completely caution free. Uh, Colton Herta looked strong, making moves, blocks, <clears throat> which, you know, watching that race, I was like, you know, he's going to be a contender for the next race. And I was right. Um, so, Will Power won race one. Now, race two had a little bit more action. You know, we saw Graham Rahal looking real good, which I am very surprised this season for Rahal, Letterman, Landing, and Racing. They have been nothing but competitive, and they, they want to come out on top. He had Takuma Sato's second Indy 500 win, uh, and several top fives for Ray Hall. So I'll be surprised if he doesn't get a win this season. But I'd love to see don't, it. Don't count him out for next season because <laughs> next season will be just as fierce. So lap one headed into turn one. Colton Herta 
Santino Ferrucci were side by side. Like, I'm talking wheel to wheel. Colton ran Ferrucci wide, pushed him into the grass and coming back out onto the track. Uh, so he took out his teammate, Alex Below, um, and another driver, Felix Rosenquist. It took Rosenquist out of contention. Alex Below was able to drive off. Um, lap 16, rookie Dalton Kellett spins off track, bringing out the caution. And that was – sorry. That was uh, – there was no injury to the car, so he was able to come back out and continue racing. Um, lap 22, turn one, five-time IndyCar champion Scott Dixon spins out after wiggling, coming out of turn one which is the fastest turn at Mid-Ohio. He was he wiggled going into turn one, and he grazed some of the grass on the rumble strip and spun the car out. He saved it, but you, that's not what you want to see for a five-time champ, especially trying to compete for a championship this year. Um, well, then, shortly after, seven laps later, Marco Andretti, does the same thing, although he didn't spin out. He just kind of spun in front of Alexander Rossi, corrected it, saved it, but he went straight through the the gravel pit and, uh, you know, was right in front of Dixon throughout the rest of the race, and then Dixon came into the top five. So that was, that was kind of a hard pill to swallow for uh, Marco Andretti because – you know, going into the fastest turn, you don't want to see or feel that because that's the fastest turn. You don't want to get hurt. So, but Rossi actually had kind of a hiccup, kind of related to Scott Dixon, but he didn't, uh, it wasn't in the same turn. And it actually happened right in front of Ryan Hunter Ray. So that was kind of a testing moment for Ryan Hunter Ray. But like I said, the top three for the race two was Herta, Rossi, and Hunter Ray. So I got to give a congrats to uh, Andretti Autosport for an awesome weekend and awesome racing. But uh, yeah, it, it was a good race. And that's what any car needs to be more like because I'm because. Normally, you would have Penske, and it'd be Penske, 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 but it's so divided now, and it's just it, it's it's amazing racing, needless to say. All right, Garrett. All right, NASCAR weekend. It, it was <laughs> something else to expect. You know, we. Uh, we saw a wild weekend at, uh, what is that? The Richmond. Richmond. It, it wasn't a wreck fest, um, but it also wasn't super boring. Uh, you saw a lot of, lot of battles for, that, for the lead and for position. Um, it, I'm happy that Kevin Harvick didn't win this race, nor did any Somebody else. You know, Brad Keselowski um, takes the win. Uh, this is his first one this season. Nope, it's a second. This is Brad Keselowski's second. Yeah, 
Second one this season? Yeah, Kozlowski won um, a race to get into the playoffs. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he won um, – remember, because Chase Elliott went for the pit and two laps to remain. Oh, was it uh, Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Another news for NASCAR. Daniel um, Flores um, has announced that he will no longer return to uh, his team that he's been racing with. Um, Gaunt brother or Gaunt yeah. Racing. Yeah, something. I don't. I don't remember. Um, and other news that came out this week: Bo Wallace has officially announced he will be leaving Petty Motorsports. Um, Which I have something to add to that, if you don't already say it. I mean, oh, are you talking I, about part of the team? Huh? What are you talking about? Because I know only that he owns part of the team, so is he going to get – I know what, I, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, you weren't here whenever Cameron and I were talking before you came in. There is some – there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, so let me add to this. So, according to Bob Pockris of Fox Sports, Rumors of Denny Hamlin entering the ownership side of NASCAR have persisted, and he appears to have his sights set on purchasing Germain Racing. Car owner Bob Germain, who has fielded the number 13 full-time for over the past decade, is looking to sell after sponsor Geico informed they would not run for 2021. Uh, if Hamlin does indeed purchase Germain or any other race team, Hamlin's team would run with Toyota backing. So that's the whole thing with the Bubba Wallace and the Toyota thing. So then the most likely candidate for driving for Denny Hamlin would be Bubba Wallace, mm-hmm. who is looking for a ride next season after announcing he would not be returning to Richard Petty Motorsports in 2021. Adam Stern of Sports Business Journal, Hamlin and Wallace share an agent, and Rod Moskowitz of Pro Sports Management. Pro Sport Management, goodness. And the two also have a prior connection from when the two were together at Joe Gibbs Racing. And Wallace was a Gibbs development driver until 2014. Uh, Pacra states that a prospective deal between all parties can be struck as early as this week. Wow. Um, <clears throat> according to Stern, Wallace would bring anywhere from $15 million to $20 million in sponsorship if his current partners, if his current partners join him at a new team. So, and that was all from uh, 24-7 Motorsports or 247sports.com. If you guys want to go, if you guys want to go read the article, uh, but so some, God, that would be amazing to see. So and didn't he be allowed to drive with JGR still? Yeah, Jeff Gordon owned the twenty, or Jeff Gordon owned the forty-eight. That's true. So, uh, and the whole thing is just like that article said, is they will have backing from Toyota and JGR. So JGR engines with the new team. God. That, would actually- that's the force to be reckoned with. Because you're giving a you're giving a I'm not going to call Bubba a, not a good driver because he, he's a good driver. I mean, he at Xfinity, he was he was pretty good. So you're giving this driver Top tier equipment. Yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. So some other it's news. Definitely gonna be exciting. Um, NASCAR teased on their Instagram post. They put a picture up of uh, 
all the drivers who have no team but to drive with. And down in the lower left corner was Kyle Larson for the 21-22 uh, season. Honest, and honestly, you know what I've been thinking? Uh, and this could be way, way out there never, never land. So, Richmond, Darlington and Richmond, Clint Boyer was not running the famed Stuart Haas 14 number. I mean, he was, but it wasn't the, the famed font. So, I feel like he's getting either inching to retirement of racing or he's inching to go another way with another team because Smoke, Tony Stewart, has been persistent oh, trying yeah. to get Kyle Larson back. Oh, yeah, because he's the only reason NASCAR <clears throat> uh, had a meeting to talk about, you know, can Larson return for the next right. And they never said he could or couldn't. Um, and his, his, his quote was, quit dragging ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will sit here and tell you, you are going to see Kyle Larson next year. Oh, we back in NASCAR. And I oh, am telling you right now, he is going to be driving a Stewart Haas race car. There is no way in hell that he's not going to be driving one of them cars. Tony Stewart exactly. loves Kyle Larson. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's everything that Tony was in his prime. Mm -hmm. you know, right. Race is the same thing that Tony did before he was in NASCAR. He's good at it. People watch him. They want to watch him. It's just, it's, an, it's, it's just a good It's like, I never used to be a Kyle Larson fan, but uh, the 2019 season, whenever he won the All-Star Race, I was like, so then after that, I was like, yo, you're really piquing my interest. And then after, uh, you know, everything that happened this year, I was like, you know, I'm kind of bummed because that dude actually had talent. So now I'm over here watching him in World of Outlaws and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. doing he all the, these sprint car things. When he makes his return to NASCAR, I'm telling you right now, he's going he to – will be a force to be reckoned with. He's going to sell the most merchandise. He's going to have the highest number of fans. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's well, and between him and Bubba, and I can't wait to see it, especially if it's in a JGR-backed car, because that will be a serious battle. Right? Oh, yeah. That, they, that will be fast. But you, you – He's got so much support on his side, you know, after what happened. And you go to any Chip Ganassi racing post on Facebook or any social media. Holy squirt, don't do it. But you go to any Chip Ganassi racing social media platform, everybody is saying, I stand with Larson. Oh, yeah. And that happened months ago. Months ago. And they are still bringing that to attention. So, you know, I I really do hope he gets that number 14 ride from Clint Boyer. And I, I love Clint Boyer, and I know you do too, Garrett, but when was the last time he won? Exactly. No. You're you're completely right. Um, he's, a, you know, we all can tell right now, Clint Boyer, um, he's – He's come to the end. It's it's close. Yeah. He's fast. He's fast. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's good. Top 10, top five, but he's not a contender. No, he might run a season or two more, but it's it's not going to be 
I think Clint himself knows that he's not a championship contender. He, right. He hasn't had that potential in almost three years now. I mean, yeah, he's he's maybe won one or two races in the last three seasons, but yeah, he's not championship contender. Uh, he's made the playoffs almost every season now, but you know. I mean, he he can race. I mean, oh, that's yeah. what that's what I don't like is you're with Stuart Haas Racing, which is top tier. You know, always within the top ten, top fifteen. And he's always falling short. He could run top five all day long, but coming the last couple, you know, 50, 75 laps, it just goes away. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. something else that has been kind of happening in the NASCAR community, not a lot of people know, not a lot of media coverage. Hall of Famer, uh, Red Farmer, who was one of the uh, – classic you know i think he was uh the alabama he um he had covid19 he was hospitalized uh wow. but he has since recovered um he is actually out of the hospital now um so yeah he had five days in the hospital uh due to covid damn it's kind of you That's know a he, uh, yeah, he was part of the Alabama runs local track. Yeah, and he was part of the Alabama gang um, in NASCAR. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he was hospitalized for it, and man. wasn't much talk about it from NASCAR, which was a little surprising to me when I read it. Right. Um, just oh, and going into Bristol real quick. Um, Brad Keselowski has won the poll. So nice. If has a um, has the lineup been drawn or no? Uh, yeah, I think it has. Just do uh, who, who's uh, running in second? Let me see, because they they put out the uh, pit stall assignments, so. So I figured they would have, but no, they haven't drawn them yet, I guess. Oh, there it is. There it is. Now it is. Uh, Joey Logano is in second, Truex in third, fourth, Dylan fifth, Elliott sixth, Hamlin seventh, Alex Bowman eighth, Kyle Busch in ninth, Eric Amarola starting tenth, Clint Boyer side of uh, the top ten. Yeah, at 11, so. You, you see where my boy's at? Yeah. You see where your boy's at? Yeah, he's ninth. That's where he's been starting at almost. <laughs> I feel like they're just um, the same one every time. They're like, yeah, they're going to run here. Right. I thought they were going to invert the field like they said that they've done uh, or they were going to do at the beginning of all this stuff. But uh, Cameron and Garrett, we are – on social media a lot because you know we've got things to cover but is it me or is nascar on facebook are their posts getting more weird yeah they're they're not they're not normal and i, I don't know how to describe it without showing you guys but i don't have facebook on my computer 
but it's just so like if you look back two weeks ago their uh content was like you know professional uh and tip-top shape and now it's just like did bleh. somebody did somebody take over the social media department uh shit I'm, probably <laughs> if, if, if you're on tiktok and you follow nascar on tiktok i yeah that's how they are on their tiktok they're not professional they're they literally talk around the whole time um yeah like they made a video of them um what was it um talking about sheet metal and like how they were going to give it all away and like all the sheet metal that's inside of nascar headquarters they're just going to give away and <laughs> they never did it because i'm pretty sure you know someone at nascar was like no we can't do that all but right it's yeah I, in in my personal opinion i think that nascar has now i don't want anybody giving me hate for this okay but no, I just feel like NASCAR has kind of fallen a little bit. It's fallen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the problem with it is is that I think that they're trying to get fans they're by – trying to be something they're not. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to get young, the younger generation on their side so they can get more fans yeah. because mm-hmm. the younger generation is social media filled, especially with TikTok. TikTok is a huge social media platform right now, mm-hmm. and I just don't think NASCAR belongs on there. They're not supposed to be no. unprofessional. They are supposed to be professional. And that's Absolutely. just like USAC. USAC is always so professional with their posts. They're always up to date. They're always on time. They always give you very detailed information about the races, the people that are in the races. And that's how it should be. And I feel like NASCAR has kind of just fallen off of that lately. And it's just they're not going in the right direction. For sure. Yeah. I just hope, you know, it's just uh... – a. A phase. Time, yeah, a small phase. phase. Because <laughs> some of the stuff that I was reading, I was like, what? And I was like, yeah. What? It, it also yeah. could be because NASCAR is very disclosed about all of their employees. Um, yeah. Like their job setting, like when I applied to be a graphic designer slash photographer for them last week, dude, the application at the end, it tells you, um, do not email anything to us. We will have a recruiter get out to you. They're like the military when it comes to it. Can you fill this out? <laughs> recruiter who calls you uh, if you fit the position and then all this, and I haven't heard back. So guessing I'm not getting any farther in that position. <laughs> uh, but Hey, at least you tried. Yeah, exactly. What did you say? I said, at least you tried. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure NASCAR, though, the reason they've kind of switched that way um, on their Facebook, it could be that somebody at NASCAR headquarters either got promoted or. Right. Somebody that shouldn't have been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's weird, but. Um, it's all their PR person. Their PR person probably uh, either got fired or left or got sick. Either way. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least it wasn't a NASCAR driver. As far as one. Right. Uh, let me see if there's a, any racing for. Um, I will tell you 
I was looking at the news app on my phone and Lewis Hamilton came up, um, which happens all the time, but um, it was from Planet F1. Hamilton is planning drive in an X44 SUV. Um, He's launched his own Extreme E team called X44 after the same number he uses to race with in Formula One. Um, but he's not going to go race for a championship. He's just going to race to race in an SUV in the Extreme E series. So, huh. I've never I heard. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, me either. When I saw that, I was like, they're going to let him drive an SUV in the fucking Formula One? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no way. But when you read it down, it makes So, um, let me go let me click race info. So the next race for IndyCar is at the beloved Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, Go. It is October 3rd. So let me see what day that is. Saturday. It's in two weeks. It's a Saturday. So I guess you won't be going. Um, (laughs) Well, anyways. uh, It is the Grand Prix. uh, It's race two. They're calling it the Harvest GP. So... I was going to say we could all take a trip out there, but by the looks of it, I don't know. I'll probably just cash in some PTO work, work some extra hours and get that day <laughs> off. But um, we've got some other news coming out of IndyCar. Um, this news is actually fresh, not even 24 hours. Um, Sebastian Bourdais is running the last three races – of the 2020 NDT IndyCar Series for AJ Foyt Racing. So that's very exciting. Uh, he's a four-time series champion, um, but he's also getting a full-time ride in 2021 with AJ Foyt. So, and that's kind of, so he used to run the Seal Master number 18 for Dale Coyne. That that spot was taken by Santino Ferrucci. So with him out of the series, uh, it's kind of been different. Um, whenever he was with Dale Coyne, Dale Coyne is not a top-tier team. But lately, they have been, you know, running consistent. And without four day in the field, it's kind of been uh, – I don't know how to it's, – it's not been – a fulfilling feeling, you know, because um, that, that man can drive low equipment, top tier equipment. Um, so uh, whenever he returned, well, actually, he actually returned home to Le Mans, France for this weekend's 24 hour Le Mans. Uh, so he will be competing in that, but He's a 37-time IndyCar race winner, four consecutive champ car titles from 2004 to 2007. That's my um, series right there. Yeah. He's back silver crown right there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good, good thing to know that he's coming back for final three races and next season because I, I am a big fan of Borday, but then again, I'm a big fan of everybody in IndyCar. Um. 
Damn. Scott McLaughlin is uh, seeking government exemption for IndyCar debut for the final race in St. Petersburg. He will be linked to a Team Penske seat. Um, and he thinks, there, well, there's speculation going around that he could be going full-time IndyCar in 2021. So <clears throat> he said that it's basically a to the government if government if I can get out of the country or not he said there's a lot of things that go into the Briggs in America as well in regards to getting a team together and all that sort of stuff but Penske president Tim Sendrick has said they're seriously looking at it and if we can physically do it we will so when are you going to get me right in there Kim <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to call team Penske or right. Stuart Hosser he's going to look at me he's going to be like who are you <laughs> He'd probably do the same to me. He's like, "Who the hell are you? I I've never heard of you before." Well, but. you you have a, a driving resume. I literally just this past week I just watched you work on the car. I mean, I have you know drift drifting experience, but they're just gonna look. They're gonna be like anybody can slide a car. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to NASCAR real quick. Um, hey, I'm not done. Junior Motorsports has announced that. Oh, yeah. Sam Mayer will uh, rejoin Junior Motorsports for the uh, 2021 through 22 season for what is it uh, for Xfinity Series. He will race full time Xfinity. He has been running in ARCA the last season. Um, he was a champion for the uh, late models and for uh, 2019 K&N Pro Series East. Where now yeah, yeah. he ran, I don't know who he was running with this year, but he was running the uh, Arkham Menard series. So, a new face to come to Xfinity. So, hell yeah. Um, the last little bit of IndyCar news before I was rudely interrupted. Uh, I had to get it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it. So, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. Has can has announced and confirmed that he will be running two years with Chip Ganassi on road and street courses. So, uh, seven time is fulfilling his IndyCar dreams to race, and I'm glad because there's a lot more street and road courses under our oval. So there's yeah. gonna be a lot of Jimmy Johnson all over the face of IndyCar. So he's not gonna run the ovals then. No, no ovals. But uh, he he signed with Chip Ganassi Racing. I don't know if I said that or not. So I believe uh, Marcus Erickson may be leaving uh, at the end of this year, but that also hasn't been reported. That is just a uh, speculation. State, yeah, an accusation by me. But if I, I really don't see Chip Ganassi racing going uh, four car team, I would probably see them get rid of Erickson and have Jimmy Johnson on the team. But I don't know if uh, he'll be able to keep the 48, which I don't think, honestly, he'll want to run the number 48 because uh, Chip Ganassi's numbers are 8, 9, and 10. So who knows? Honestly, they, they might ask him, like, hey, you want to run 48? 
honestly, if if I was switching series, I wouldn't want to transfer over my number. I mean, yeah, I was known for that number from the past series, but I wouldn't be, want to be known. I wouldn't want my fame from the next from the last series to convert into the next series. Yeah. Who knows? He could so. get into an Indy car race and he could just drive terribly. You know. Uh, no, he. No, he showed a lot no, of potential. He won't, but I'm saying like that could happen. You know. Oh right, right. Uh, you know, tear down that number forty-eight, and not be. Yeah. You know, so. Let uh, let let me just say something here real quick. I know I talk about this guy a lot. Uh, I like this guy. Okay. <laughs> me and him, I consider me and him friends, and it is an absolute privilege to say that me and him are friends. Cody Swanson. But Cody Swanson, <laughs> man, I tell you what, this guy is the coolest guy on the in the entire world. So this past weekend, he had a little bit of a different experience. He was in Fender County. He got to run a modified um, with Chad Bryant like, Racing. Like the, the Wheeling Modifieds? No, 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 no. No, this is a Fender Modified. I think oh, that's okay. it's 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 a modified I think, but um, I'm not too familiar with that, you know. But um, um, fat or Fathead's eyewear has really been helping him out this year uh, when it comes to racing something other than a sprint car or a silver crown car. Um, Fatheads has helped him run the Indy Pro 2000, ARCA, and then now this. Um, I want to give you a little bit of a background from his Facebook. Um, I'll tell you what he said. Uh, Cody Swanson said, quote, well, I'm still trying to learn new things. I appreciate the chance with Chad Bryant racing and all of their effort. Qualified fourth here today at Hickory Motorsports Speedway and under a rain delay with two twin 40 lap features still on the schedule for tonight. Features will be streamed on their live Facebook page. Um, that man can drive anything. Never been in one of these cars. No, I'm sorry. It's the second time being in one. Qualified fourth. Wow, fourth. that's nuts. That man. And these guys, drive. and there's tons of people in this race car, and these race cars that have done this for years. Cody, if you're watching this, you need to contact us and get on the show right now. <laughs> well, and, and, and the thing is, and the thing is, is that uh, I'll, I'll tell you what he. Here, hang on. Yeah. Okay. So here's the here's the first he, the first feature. Okay. This is how it ended up. Said thanks again, Hickory Motorsports Speedway and Chad Bryant Racing for giving us the chance to come back and race this afternoon. Finished fourth in the first 40 lap feature and learned a lot about running behind the top three. Invert nine, so we'll be starting sixth in the second feature. Now listen to this. <laughs> Quote. I want to be happy about running from sixth to finished second in this afternoon's second feature, but it's tough to be that close and not figure out it, figure it out in time. I did learn a lot today and had fun too. Thanks to Chad Bryant racing and Mike for all of their hard work. Congrats to Gracie Trotter on the win. This guy comes in second in his second feature and he is upset that he didn't have, that he didn't get first. This, oh, yeah. he, the determination of this guy. He hates to lose more than he loves to win. He is yeah. such a good race car driver. And and even when we were practicing for the little 500, we had the fastest lap time. And he, he, he still wants it to be better. Yeah. His determination is just so amazing. And I'm not bashing him for wanting to be better. That's not what I'm doing at all. I'm saying that I think it is amazing that he is like yeah. that. 
because he, he will driven. he will not stop until he gets that win. And that's what's so great about Cody Swanson. He is just such a damn good race car driver. And I promise you, I will sit here and tell you by personally watching him, talking to him, and watching him do this, I will not be surprised if in the next two years or three years I see him in some kind of NASCAR or IndyCar, even just one time. He's, def- he's definitely going to be in a top-tier league. Yeah, uh, and and I'm just so happy for him. I, I just got to give him a huge shout-out. This year has been tough for all of us. Um, we lost Gene, you know, and COVID really put a stop on racing, and that's for the whole Nolan Racing team. But Cody has taken this time that he has been given to race for some other people and really get his feet wet in some oh, other yeah. stuff. And he has just shown amazing progress. And I just got to give him a huge shout out and congratulations yeah. to him that, because that man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see where he goes. I really am. I'm just, I'm really excited. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I honestly hope he pursues the open wheel, you know, in the, indie league i guess because mm-hmm. after the, after any pro 2000 i'm i'm pretty sure it's uh indie lights yeah um but i i honestly really hope he does take that route because that route is so rewarding you know oh yeah because you you can meet some people from nascar and uh i'm not saying it's everybody but they're dicks you know yes they're they're just arrogant they're like you know i i I own a nascar team you know cool (laughs) you you, you don't have what it takes but this dude i cody if you're listening to this i really hope that you take this indycar route and i really hope to see you within indy lights within the next year year and a half two years because you've got what it takes and i've heard a lot about you through cameron so and i've also looked at a lot of your stats and you know your wins you Dude, <laughs> you're unbeat. I mean, you're beatable, but your un- your your drive game to win is yeah, game changing. Just like Gary said. So honestly, we want to see you on this show. We want to talk to you. But busy man, very busy. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> once you got time, when you're making it. You know, you're getting to the big leagues, man. You, you get busy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all of us here at Motorsports Digest are, are proud of you and proud of what you're doing. So I'm excited to see where this takes you. Well, guys, you got any more news? <laughs> uh, where are we running at next week for NASCAR? Uh, we're running to Bristol. Ooh, Bristol. Ooh that's going to be fun. Elliot. For... For, I've got, we've got a lot of racing coming up too. Yeah, this, um, th- this Thursday we're at Anderson. Uh, Cameron and I will be there. So, come out. I'll be hey. running. I'll be running the Kenyan car this week. Anderson Speedway on Thursday. Uh, US twenty four at Logansport, Indiana on Saturday. Um, USAC Sprint cars have another double header this week. Um, they'll be running September eighteenth at the Terre Haute Action Track, which is one of the most fascinating races that i watch um and then you've got september 29th at tri-state speedway in hopstock indiana um sorry i i didn't hear that 18th so yeah the 18th on friday oh wait is that saturday or friday 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 yeah there you go um 
just to let everybody know, I'm not going to tell you all the dates now. Um, I'll keep telling you during the weeks, but um, we've got a lot of racing coming up. Not only for me, uh, we've added probably three or four races to our schedule for the end of this year. So um, there will be plenty of opportunity to come see me and Cameron um, at the racetrack. Yeah, also, USAC Silver Crown Series just announced that they actually added Springfield, Illinois, to their last race. Um, so they'll be racing Springfield this year. That'll be a huge excitement to some people because Springfield, everybody loves going to Springfield. Um, it's a great race to watch from Silver Crown. So it'll be a good time. But uh, like I said, a lot of racing coming up. Hopefully some people will make it out to there. Yeah. Me and Cameron will be there for a while. Yeah, so. and this is a, what would you say, probably about a mile, mile and a half track, pavement track. Uh, Anderson? Yeah. It's 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 a quarter, I think it's a quarter mile. Really? E, hang on. It, look, it looks big on Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, it looks big. Well, it is the the highest, or it's the, the fastest bank it's yeah it's got a label it's like the <laughs> fastest short track in the world or something like that because of the bank and everything like that yeah um so while he's looking that up real quick forgot yeah. to mention, um someone um who normally doesn't run anymore in a nascar car went to uh bristol motor speedway and uh ran a car around good old dale jr Took a number eight that for the Dale Earnhardt uh, Foundation and started running laps. No reason why, just wanted to. So <laughs> I'm in speculation. You hear maybe somebody's going to run in the back. Was it a stock car? It, it was a NASCAR, like full on, wrapped everything with. Well, I know. Was it Xfinity or? No, it was, it was a uh, – I, I can't remember. He posted multiple things from it, but he also posted the uh, trophy for this weekend. Um, it was – That boy's in sight. It, uh, it doesn't have a late huh? – can't tell by the fucking front of the car. God damn it, Dale. Oh, Here, put, it, put your phone up to the screen. Do it. Do it for Dale, guys. Do it for Dale. Infinity car. So, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, <laughs> the rap is like is for childhood. Uh, for yeah, childhood cancer. Um, yeah. September uh-huh. is uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Um, is this on Instagram? Yeah, it's just on Dale Earnhardt's. Um, Dale Jr. Foundation's Instagram. Um, and he also posted stuff on his Instagram. But, God, that'd be amazing to see him run in the... Uh, uh, that, yeah, that looks like the, uh, the ride-along car. Yeah, that's a ride-along. Oh. Yeah, because it's the old uh, Chevy SS body. That's right. I would like to see- uh, It'd be cool though if he ran that in the Xfinity. Yeah. Back, back to Anderson, Cameron. What you were asking me. Anderson is the world's fastest high banked oval. It's a quarter mile racetrack, and it's thirty five acres. Damn. 
I just gave you all the information. So there you go. <laughs> it, I, and and it's funny. It's funny because I didn't know. Well, I did know, but I didn't know that. It, I thought it was just the fastest high banked oval in Indiana, but it's yeah. actually the world's fastest high banked oval. So I didn't know that. I just thought it was in Indiana. But that's it, that's pretty interesting. They did a little five. That's where they do the little five. Yep, seventy-two yeah. years I, and counting. I was talking to your grandpa, and he was like, "Oh, well, you should see it in Anderson." So I, I'm excited. Oh, you'll you'll be there tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's gonna bring some. Uh, next episode might be a little different. We uh, might have yeah. a we're, few we're, videos we're and stuff for you guys. Yeah, gonna gonna, gonna be, be pretty exciting. Get some in-car camera action. No, it's not gonna be no low budget. I've been, I've movie <laughs> shit. That's gonna be. It's gonna be good. We're gonna have a couple people there. We're gonna, yep. We're gonna get this stuff figured out. So have a good time. That's what we're gonna do. Oh yeah. Um. Well, is there anything else to add, guys? No, I don't think so. Uh, Garrett, right before we get off here, uh, check your email real quick. Sure. I don't know. I could ask you this once we're done recording, but I just want to make sure we're going ahead and doing this now. But uh. I'm going to go ahead and give my predictions for uh, Bristol. Obviously, my boy Chase Elliott in the number nine Hendrick Motorsports Chevy Camaro ZL11LE will win the race. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Busch can eat shit. Uh, other than that, I really, <laughs> I really don't care who wins. <laughs> Cameron, who do you think is going to win? Uh, Cameron, you know I'm with you. I'm a, I, I'm a huge <laughs> Chase Elliott fan. So uh, everybody knows how the outcome of this race is going to be. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chase it, Elliott. Let's go. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not doing it just to, you know, be a fanboy. But I've been following Chase Elliott since 2014. But he does so well at, on short tracks. It's ridiculous. Like Dover, Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. He's just phenomenal. So I really, I re- honestly, from a real standpoint of view, I hope he can do it. Will he be able to do it? I don't know. I. There's no practice, no qualifying, so I just hope he has a proper setup. I hope that they saved uh, all the setups from the last race into this race. Because is it 500 laps? I think so. I, 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 yeah, I, mean, I, I would think. That Man, that's so that's a lot. That's yeah, 500 long time. Did you get it, Garrett? No, I did not receive it yet. Oh my god! All right. Well. Well, hang on. We got to ask Garrett for his uh, input <laughs> on this damn race. How do you think he's going to win, dude? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of Don't say Kyle Bush. Well, I don't think Kyle's going to win at Bristol. Um, I'd love to see Kyle win it, so that way he's locked into the uh, the 12, but I think he's going to be locked in no matter what. Um, oh, yeah. But I just don't see how he's surviving on points. I really do not. He's been – okay, he survived last race on points because he started in the back and ran his ass all the way up to 15th in 40 laps. Um, but, oh, man, who I think is going to win this at Bristol – I honestly, I think it's going to be between uh, Denny and Chase. It's going to be mm-hmm. come down to them two, man. They both. The last time they were there, they ran it hard, man. They went absolutely. 
and they took each other out in the last lap or two. Um, I worry though that there's a curse on Elliot right now with JGR and if yeah. anything's like the past right now, 2020, knowing it, it's going to suck for both of those drivers. Nothing's going to happen if they're in the lead and they're both going to fall out. Yeah. And then, goddamn, someone who should not be winning a race wins. Like, <laughs> um, it would be funny, though, if, like, Clint Boyer's in third, they wreck out and Clint takes the win. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, I think it's going to come down to Denny Hamlin or Chase Elliott. Um, I'd rather see Denny Hamlin win it because he's got that chance for a title right now. And he's yeah. the most active driver who, with the most, I don't know how they worded it. They were, they say he's the one of the most winningest drive, active drivers without a championship. So, yeah, he is. Hopefully that comes to an end this year, but most likely it won't. So, yeah. Cause it looks like it's hard. Uh, so. Oh yeah. He's definitely going to get it. Uh, well, Upsets happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you guys have anything else to add? No. Oh, uh, I just want to say thank you again to Gutsware and, uh, well, not at, but thanks to Gutsworth for sponsoring us. Uh, you know, always helping us out. Um, you guys want to go support him? It's Tom at Gutsware at eBay. Or Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom at Gutsware at eBay. Um, One-stop shop for all your diecast needs. Um, go, go support him because he, he helps us give you guys content. So it, it's us helping him out while he's helping us out. So um he, he's a good guy so just go over there you know spend a couple couple bucks buy something cool for your kids or you or your grandma yeah uh but yeah especially for your grandma buy her some uh, yeah buy her some connor daily merch because it's hard to get your hands on yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh we are in the works of some stuff so just stay tuned it'll it probably won't come out till next season so yeah. Uh, so stay tuned. I want to thank you guys for watching. Check Gladish Motorsports out on Instagram, Motorsports Digest. Check us out on our Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, share. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, yeah. Your mom, your dad, your grandma, your brother, your sister, your cousin, mother-in-law, father-in-law, whatever you want. Dog, your cat. Yeah. Anybody that'll <laughs> listen to us. Ants climbing on your bedroom floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for giving us uh, the support that you guys have had given us. Um, yeah, so we'll see you guys in the next episode.